Welcome to Testimonies with Tiffany, the podcast that is sure to challenge and grow your faith. Join me as we hear personal testimonies from ordinary people having radical encounters with Jesus. Together, we'll learn the power of believing God and His Word. I hope it inspires you to look at how God is showing Himself faithful in your life and challenges you to step out and testify. Welcome back to Testimonies with Tiffany. I'm your host, Tiffany Tombry. Today marks episode number 41, y'all, and I cannot believe it. I cannot believe that God has been faithful in just everyone's life that has been a guest on my podcast. We're at episode number 41, and it's a really big deal. And, you know, as I was thinking, something else I can't believe is that it is July of 2022. That means that we're halfway through. And as I was thinking about this, I don't know about y'all, but it seems like every year the time just gets quicker and quicker. It passes more quickly and quickly, which then led me to something else I started thinking about is, you know, we've been through six months now. And in these last six months, how has my life impacted the kingdom of God? How have I, out of my faith and obedience to Father, been able to advance the kingdom. This is something I like to do regularly as I, you know, just think back on, uh, as we get into a n- new month, um, I, I always think about these things often. And and so it, it also had me thinking of like, just thinking back on the last six months and God's faithfulness. How, could, how have I seen God's faithfulness in my life in the last six months, in the last hour in the last week. And um, this is something that I've been very intentional about is meditating on the faithfulness of God throughout my day, the weeks, and now the months and, and trying to just posture myself in, in a way that I'm constantly giving thanks. And I'm constantly being mindful of how God's goodness and mercy are following me. And so as we go into episode 41, I want to provoke you to think about how you've seen the faithfulness of God in your life and how have you right now, six months in, we're in July, so seven months, how has your life impacted the kingdom for God this year? And um, so I'm just excited. I'm excited. I I feel like it never gets old to me to talk about the faithfulness of God. And, And I don't think there's any better way to do it than to have a guest on week after week, listening to how God has shown himself faithful. You know, if you're listening right now and and you don't know that God is a personal God, just listen to a few testimonies on my podcast and you will be, you will be a believer of God is such a personal God. And so I'm happy to introduce our guest today and for her to have the the honor and privilege. I'm excited for her to, to share her testimony and to encourage everyone listening, but how God has shown himself faithful in her life. And so my guest today is a registered nurse of 13 years. She gave her life to the Lord back in February of 2016, and she's been walking with him ever since. She enjoys serving at her local church by singing on the worship team and recently started teaching class. She's been on two mission trips to Louisiana and to Ukraine. She loves hunting ducks, planting flowers, Spending quality time with her, her family, her boyfriend, her friends, and her sweet cat. So I am so happy to introduce you, my guest, Brooke. Hello, Brooke. Thank you for being on Testimonies with Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Uh, I've had a lot of anticipation leading up to this. So, Well, I'm excited just to hear what God has done in your life and, you know, before every episode, I spend some time in prayer and I just began to thank God for you and that, that you are an overcomer because of the blood of Jesus and because of the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives inside of you. And I'm excited to hear how you've overcome a season in your life with the Lord's strength and how your testimony is going to minister to people. I believe it's very timely. Every time the Lord sends me a guest to be on my podcast, I I'm first thankful, but I don't take it lightly because I believe it's, it's the perfect timing. And so I'm just excited Mm -hmm. to have you on and um, I look forward to hearing your story. And so I'm just going to go ahead and let you take it away, Brooke. All right. Yeah. So uh, let me start with 
telling about who I once was, you know, before I came to Christ, before, you know, he found me. And um, it's pretty amazing. Um, So before 2016, like in my um, mid-20s, I was just living for myself and, you know, um, a, a full sinful lifestyle. I didn't know the Lord personally. I didn't want to. And um, it brought me all to the topic I'm going to discuss today is about depression. And um, I I went through depression since I could remember in my early mid-20s. Um, I did, like I said, I didn't know the Lord. I would, I would cling to, um, the depression really stemmed from the sinful lifestyle I was living. And so I would cling to temporary things, um, to men, to sex, uh, just temporary things that I could see and touch. And it was all a false sense of security for me, false sense of security, um, and I finally, I finally did. I reached a point where I had got on some medication, thinking that that would be it. That would be my savior, you know. And um, after about a year of being on that regimen, I was, I was still having such anxious thoughts, suicidal thoughts. Um, I could never have a clear mind. There was never. A total peace there wasn't peace but in 2016 that's when everything changed for me uh i began walking with the lord i was grounded in church finally i had a, a church family and i was reborn in february of 16 um so then at that, at that time i knew jesus personally and I would only get to know him more because of his attributes. I started to, you know, going to church and being with, you know, the family of God, learning more about him, his love. And I remember a point where I was still on the meds, but one day it wasn't long. It wasn't long after I was saved. I heard God. He spoke to me deep in my soul. He said, wean off the medication. He said, you don't need it. And I had a sound mind. I mean, when I received Jesus, everything, just everything, he, he opened my eyes. But I was still taking the meds. But he said, wean off the medication. You don't need it. Trust me to be your peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was like, you know, for a second, I'm like, you know, I'm like, can I trust you? <laughs> Hmm. And, um, but now that I was, I was getting to know Jesus more and more. I did. I had this trust for him. He's, I mean, he's, he was over my soul, you know? So I did trust him. I weaned off of the medicine and I found that I had more of a sound mind than while I was on the medicine. So when I got off the medicine, I had more of a sound mind than I ever did. And that's when uh, I knew, you know, God is, he's the healer. He's the wonderful counselor, as he says he is. He, he knows all things. He knows what's best for us. Um, and so that was, that was the beginning of that, uh, that amazing change in my life that I could trust God for who he is. Um, however, I I wanted to say it's been a, it's been a learning process to trust God. So there, as far as there's always trials that come, Hmm. um, and so there, there's opportunities for me to learn, to lean on him always, you know, um, when new trials come and, um, you know, and what I'm, when I talked about the medication, I wanted, I just wanted to say here is that I'm, I'm a nurse and I believe in medication and treatments. 
so I'm not dismissing anti the use of antidepressants, but I just wanted to say what God, how he's shown up for me personally. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, I did want to uh, go ahead and share a verse that a friend gave me. Um, so as a Christian, as time has go on, gone on, I have said I have fallen back into depressions at times. But Jesus, I look back at his faithfulness. Amen. And I know to go to lean on him and um, not fall back into those temporary false senses of security because he's our refuge. Yes. And um, so if I do fall into a, a depression, it's not near, it's not as long. It's not as, um, it's not as deep and dark as it was before because God says, remember, you can trust me. And he, a lot of the times he reminds me and shows me his attributes, his, you know, cause I don't like the Israelites, you know, I tend to forget, but he always brings me back to him. And uh, there's a verse that uh, a dear friend of mine gave me to lean to whenever we do go through uh, trials that can put us in the valley. And it's Psalm 40, verse 2. He also brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. So he does that. God is the one that pulls us out. And um, he's definitely shown that for me. Um, So, yes. (laughs) I love it. One thing you said that stuck out to me, I kind of took some notes just if, just as you were sharing, is that for anyone listening, when Brooke had mentioned that in the beginning when she, you know, first of all, the very first thing that stuck out to me is prior to her coming to know the Lord, she had no desire to know the Lord. And there are people in our lives right now. In fact, when you said that, Brooke, I started thinking of people in my sphere of influence in my mm-hmm. life that I'm contending for that quite frankly, at this point in their life, want nothing to do with the Lord. And you know what? That's, that's okay. But I'm, it's not going to hinder me from praying for them. It's not going to keep me from testifying of God's goodness. And so if you have someone in your life right now that is in a similar season that Brooke was prior to Mm -hmm. 2016, she's living proof of not giving up hope that, you know, most of her young life, she what didn't want nothing to do with the Lord, but I have to believe Brooke that you had people praying for you. Yeah. You had people believe in God for your salvation. And here you are now years later testifying and that you came to know the Lord. And so that was the first thing I wanted to kind of touch on is that, you know, if we have people in our life that don't want to know the Lord, that should not stop us from praying and contending for their heart to change or for, and for them to, to have a revelation of the love of God for them. You know, and the other thing was, is that you said, I, I completely relate to this. You said, and I quote, I cling to temporary things. I, my testimony is similar that, you know, I was in a season of rebellion. And in that season of rebellion, I did the exact same thing. I cling to temporary things, alcohol, mm-hmm. sex, just things that did not glorify God. I was living a sinful life, just like you were, Brooke. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the scripture that the Lord brought to me was James 1, 13 through 15. It says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted for, by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself t- tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when full grown, brings forth death. Anybody listening to my voice right now, if you are in a, you feel like you're in a pit, just like David was in Psalm 40, and you are in a pit of sin, 
I implore you to call out to the name of Jesus and to run from those things. Run from the, your own desires that, that have had you enticed, that have given birth to sin. Because when sin is full grown, it brings forth death. I can testify, and I'm pretty sure you can too, Brooke, that that mm-hmm. lifestyle prior to Jesus Christ of drinking and going out and sleeping around, and maybe you're listening and that's not your thing. Maybe it's pornography, or maybe you're you're in an adulterous situation right now, or maybe you have a thing with shoplifting, or maybe mm-hmm. it's just gossiping about everybody that you're constantly tearing people down and starting rumors about them, or maybe it's maybe it's something else, whatever that, that is, I would encourage you that it, it's just going to continue to bring forth death and you're going to continue to find yourself wanting more. Sin never fulfills your life. It is just empty and it just, it always leaves you wanting more. And that's because God, God created us to, for him to fulfill things in us that no alcohol, no substance, no man, no woman, no marriage, no child, no career could ever fulfill. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and then Tiffany, I wanted to say also, you know, it, when I started at first as a new Christian, when I would go through some trials here and there, I'd say like, God, why, why? That was my question. But now, you know, as Jesus has proven his faithfulness and trust over the years. Uh, you know, what if, and this is true for me, is trials and tribulations, which Jesus said we would have, right. what if they actually bring us to know God's God for his names, his character, right. and his attributes as our father, you know, and uh, that's, that that's what it is for me that's the way uh god has spoke to me through that i love that brooke i was actually kind of thinking about that today earlier that you know when i exactly what you said when i find myself in situations that are trying that i can i can have peace at this point in my relationship with christ i can have peace because i know that god is faithful I know that even if it's a crappy circumstance, that somehow, some way, God's going to come through and he's going to work it all out for my good. It doesn't mean that it won't be challenging or it won't be painful or, or, you know, any of those things. But I have a peace knowing that my God is faithful. My yes. God is faithful. I, I love what you said, too. Um, that over the years, God, Jesus has proven his trust to you. And I, and I wanted to kind of sit on this for a second for anybody listening. That is maybe like you feel like you you are not in that place where you feel like you can fully trust God, that you could fully trust that that your heart is protected and that that God work all things together for your good. Or maybe you're listening and you're like, I don't know that God has plans to prosper me because my life right now looks like a whole lot of hot mess and I don't know where he's at. I don't see him. I want to encourage you like any other relationship, the more time we spend with that person in their company and fellowship with them, the more that trust between me and that person grows. And the same happens in our relationship with Jesus. He can be trusted. The more times that things up in valleys or even mountaintops and we make the choice to invite God into that space to, to, to be in communion with Jesus and Holy Spirit, the more, you know, God shows himself faithful that we can trust him, that our heart is safe with him, that our dreams and desires are safe with him, that our marriage is safe with him, that our children are safe with him, um, that our career or our dreams, you know, our plans are safe with him, that he can redirect and he can, he can do whatever he wants, but we, we can have a peace and knowing that, we can trust him. And I think that's beautiful, Brooke. Um, you just continuing to repeat that of that just because of your the, the level of intimacy you have with father and, and the trust that you have that you even said it this way. You said that even when you fall back into temptation, it's not, not yes. as hard because you know you and you said it's because I know I can trust God. But the other thing mm-hmm. I want to point out is. You know, if you're listening and you heard Brooks test 
um, dealing with a season of depression and turning to temporary things and then finding Jesus and having to walk this thing out and weaning herself off of medication. I can't imagine, first of all, that that was an easy process. I can't imagine that it was overnight this happened. And I can't imagine that, you know, sometimes now I will say this, God does perform miracles where, where people can have testimonies where he suddenly delivered them from depression or addiction and they never touch it again. They're like fully a hundred percent. Yes. God does do miracles, but also God is a God of process. And sometimes he will allow us to walk through it so that we know what it feels like to experience deliverance, maintain deliverance and, and all these other different things. And so one thing that you said is that, you know, Psalm 40 verse two really speaks to you. And I imagine that's probably something, a verse that when you find yourself of this temptation to fall into depression, you're, you say, is that the importance of renewing our mind on the word of God, we are not going to be able to stay in a position of, of, of maintaining deliverance if we don't renew our mind on the word of God. Absolutely. You know, and that's the spirit. Um, the, oh, I just went blank. <laughs> the, uh, sort of the spirit. That's, that's our defense right there. And to, we have to trust the word in order to use it. And, um, you know, King David, you know, he's, he was the man after God's heart and he really, I love how open he was and how he boldly went to the throne and he knew God's character and it shows just by the words and, um, written and, uh, I do, I hold fast to that and because I've seen it, the word alive and real in my own life. Amen. Me too. I, I love again, just how you said, we have to trust the word. And we know, and I believe it's in the book of John, that the word is Jesus. Jesus is the word. The word is a person. Yes. We have to be able to trust Jesus and that he is a fulfiller of his word. That I love what Isaiah 55 says is that when God, when God's word goes out, it does not return void. That's something that I am constantly like banking on is that God, when I don't know how to pray, I'm just going to start praying scripture because God, your word says that it's going to prosper before it returns. And I feel like I can't go wrong praying the word of God because I know that it's going to prosper. I know that I'm going to see fruit. I know that God is a fulfiller of his word. And, um, and so I love that how you said that you trust his word. Yes. You know, if we, we can go through the motions and just read and, and, uh, like not rely on the Holy spirit to, to, uh, interpret it for us and bring it dear close to our hearts and souls. But once, when we commune with the father and through his spirit, his word, it, it will be revealed to us in, in the way that changes our lives. And like you said, transform. It'll transform us. Um, and so, yeah. yes. <laughs> I think it's good too. You know, if anybody's listening and you've dealt with depression or you are dealing currently with depression, I would encourage you to go to the word of God. And maybe, Brooke, I don't know, maybe you did this. When you were going through depression, did you go through the word of God and find scripture to combat that? So if I'm battling depression, I'm going to look up scriptures that talk about joy. If I'm battling like anxiety or worry that's causing depression, I'm going to look up scriptures that talk about God's peace. And then just meditating on them, meaning reading them every single day. Maybe for one of you listening, it's writing it on your mirror. So when you wake up in the morning, you see it. When you go to the bathroom, you see it. When you go to bed, you're seeing it. Or you're putting it on the display of your car when you're driving. Or maybe it's at your cubicle at work or, you know, wh wherever. But it's, it's at the forefront. So you're constantly renewing your mind and bringing your your soul into alignment with the word of God. Brooke, did you do anything like that when you were in this season of depression after yeah. knowing the Lord? Like after you 
came to know the Lord and you're walking this thing out, how did God help you overcome? Was there any habits that you started that helped you, um, you know, renew your mind and, and gain peace in the Lord as you walk this out? Yes. And a lot of times it would just be one scripture. Like if that's all the strength I had, you know, and uh, Philippians four, six and through seven um, about being do, do not be anxious. Anxiety would come with my depression and just thoughts that would keep me in a pit, you know, and I would recite that. I would recite it. If that was the only one I could hold fast to that, you know, that my mind could recall, I would recite it. And the thoughts would just literally vanish and the peace of God would fill me. Um, So even if, you know, if you don't have the energy or you just say, God, and even the Holy Spirit, you know, when we don't have the words to pray, he will, he will pray for us. Yeah. And I think sometimes too, you know, just looking back on, on my own testimony and then listening to yours, there are, maybe you find yourself in a situation right now where you're saying exactly what Brooke said. I don't have the energy to memorize a whole book. I don't have energy to look up 500 scriptures. I am in desperate need of God to move. Sometimes it's just sitting on the, in the middle of your floor, just bawling and like just Mm -hmm. feeling God's presence come in that place and minister to you and quiet you with his love. Zephaniah 317 says that he quiets us with his love. And and it's just this picture of like, I just picture, you know, being broken before the Lord and he comes and he just embraces us. And that embrace just quiets us. John, the beloved leaning on the breast of Jesus, just that, that him quietening with, you know, with his love. Um, Brooke, would you say that as like, there, there were seasons for me too, where like, yeah, I could only do the one verse. And then there were times that as I continued to do this, I, I felt stronger and stronger and stronger in the Lord and that it, it got easier and easier and easier until I felt like I was walking in full freedom. Would you say that that, that was to be true for you too? Yes, absolutely. And, um, and just staying, you know, when I would be in a, in the past, when I was in depression, I would isolate myself and, you know, that's tactic the enemy really uses and uh so i learned more and more to fellowship is so important um not to be tempted to be isolated but be in fellowship be with other believers and we like your testimony tiffany this podcast you allow people to be open and vulnerable and you know so that others can we can lift each other up um That's what uh, we should do as believers for our brothers and sisters. Amen. I think of Proverbs 27, it says iron sharpens iron. But also, I love that you brought up isolation. I particularly believe that people who struggle with depression or anxiety, I think it's uh, easier for them to isolate. Um, and, And that is, that's a tactic of the devil. The devil hates unity he hates fellowship and but but god created us to do this life together and you know i think in galatians the book of galatians it says that we bear one another's burdens that we we help one another carry it to the feet of jesus we you know i i think about the story in the old testament book where i believe it was moses there was a war going on and he had to have two people holding up his arms and when his arms felt weak the war going on they would begin to lose but when his two people came along and held up his arms the victory was had and I love the picture of that is that the burden is too heavy to carry by yourself and God put people in your life that can meet you where you're at they can literally be conduits of God's love and peace and truth and grace and mercy and compassion and help you to the feet of Jesus, bringing you to that place where you can take upon yourself God, Jesus's yoke, and you can lay your spirit of heaviness down. And so I am so thankful that you brought that up because I think it's really easy for us when we get in valleys or situations 
to want to isolate because we think, well, I don't want to burden anybody or nobody would understand mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever the reason may be. Maybe, maybe you're listening and you're like, I'm embarrassed. I don't want people to know what I'm going through. Yeah. Or maybe you want people to think that you have it all together. That's a spirit of pride. There's yeah. a beautiful thing about humility and, and calling on somebody who's safe, who loves Jesus that you can be like, look, I'm going through something and I would love to, to meet with you and talk about it. Or, you know, just being that person that people know that they can reach out to, or they can just show up at your house in, in a time of need and that you're there to, again, to be the conduit of God's love. Um, I think it's so important. Fellowship is so important. I know for me, I remember um, coming out of addiction and getting out of jail and Um, I had been invited to a small group at a church and I'd never been in small group before. I will never forget the day. It was March 17th. It was St. Patrick's day. And this small group was meeting at a coffee shop. I hated coffee, but I was Mm -hmm. like, I knew I was in a place that if I did not move forward with Jesus, that I was going to end up dead. I literally was going to end up loved ones burying me. And so I remember sitting in the parking lot, And the coffee shop was right across the street from a bar. And this bar, there was like people sitting outside and everybody's drinking green beer. And that temptation, my desires, like James said, wanting to be enticed by that sinful, like temporary pleasure presented itself. But, you know, the word of God says in 1 Corinthians 13 that, that God will provide a way of escape when temptation presents itself. And that way of escape for me was that small group. And for you, that way of escape, Brooke, was the word of God and people in your life and and the people that you were, um, where you got saved, the church that you were in, your family. And, And so then I had a choice to make. Am I going to fall into temptation or am I going to take the way of escape? And so if you're finding yourself isolated, I want to encourage you to resist that temptation of closing yourself off and, and staying in that dark place and, and take the way of escape, reaching out to somebody around you that you feel safe with, that that's going to lead you to the feet of Jesus. That's going to love you through this until you have the victory. Yes. Amen. And I also, and I wanted to add to that too, isolation, you know, keeps you from fellowship. And what I, I have gotten revelation of that through that is that depression the enemy wants to paralyze the church. So I know that um, I've seen it through, um, you know, while I've been going to, while I've been a Christian, those moments of depression that had come, I recognized the enemy was trying to paralyze me, trying to shut me up from glorifying God. And that's, if we, if we acknowledge what, you know, what that depression can do, then we'll know, you know, we, we can recognize that. And, uh, it's, it's, um, quite, yes, Yes, the enemy. Yeah. You know, the Bible says too, it says, do not forsake the gathering together of the saints. Like we should not forsake gathering together with like-minded believers and, and just being encouraged. And, you know, it's funny when I think about it, it's, it's, I think oftentimes we think when we're in a situation like depression, anxiety, something like that, that nobody else is dealing with that. We have this perception that we're the only ones going through it and that no one else could understand. And that couldn't be further from the truth either. There are lots of people right now dealing with depression, anxiety, and worry. And that's why it's important that we we go through deliverance with the Lord. And then we begin to open our mouth like Brooke and begin to testify of the power that we serve, of the blood of Jesus Christ that speaks a better word, that, that, that we begin to open our mouth and testify of the word of truth and what God's word says. No, like Brooke has been saying, no, we have the mind of Christ. We yeah. have a sound mind, First Timothy. And, and, and beginning to walk in the, our identity and overcoming this. And, um, 
I love what you said too about paralyzing it. Yes. Depression can paralyze. I think about fear, fear paralyzes us. You know, another tactic that the enemy wants to do when you find yourself in a situation like this is there's a call that's been placed on your life and God desires that you walk worthy of that call. There's an anointing on your life. There are gifts. The Bible says that are irrevocable. There are gifts that God has placed within you that cannot be taken away from you. And those gifts are to further advance the kingdom of God. And if the enemy can have you take a shovel and dig a pit and sit in that pit and believe that your life is over and that you, you have no hope and no future, then your gifts and your anointing are stifled and, and the enemy takes ground. But God says, no, I want you. And David says in Psalm 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, walk. We have to walk one foot in front of the other. So if you're struggling with depression, you one foot in front of the t- Sometimes, Brooke, did you feel like in the beginning of depression that it was moment by moment for you? You needed to cling to Jesus moment by moment. And then it got hour by hour. And then it got day by day that as God met you and you just kept putting your trust in him, that it got easier. Yes. Yes. You know, it's, it's putting, simply putting your eyes on him and not, you know, lifting our eyes up to the hills and not being stuck in the pit. But, you know, like you said, our identity earlier, you mentioned our identity, Um, you know, that is key to know who we are, know who we are in Christ. Yes. And so when we're in this pit and we're not walking through, we're not walking through the valley and we're distracted, the enemy's got us distracted and so focused on, you know, he likes to make us think that God's a liar, but God is not a liar. Mm -hmm. And, And so... I think one of his tactics in isolating us is to keep us from walking worthy of the call that's been placed on our life, to keep us from, from walking in that anointing that's been placed on our life and using the gifts that God has given us for the advancement of the kingdom. And, and so it's so important that again, just what Brooke said, just being in fellowship, making yourself, um, you know, get out of that place. I, I had a, a friend message me uh, not too long ago and she was going through something really hard. And I just remember, th- you know, talking to her and saying, my house is always open. I need you to know that my house is always open. I have four kids and I know it's crazy, but I can get them outside playing so you can sit on my couch. I can make you coffee. I can get you water, your favorite juice, whatever it is. But wanted her to know that my house is a safe place that you can come and you can, if you want to talk about what's going on, I'll listen. If you just want to sit on in the middle of the floor and cry, I'll listen. If you want to sing worship, I'll worship. If you want me to anoint you and pray, that's what we're going to do. But just letting her know, hey, I am here for you. I'm believing the best in your situation. I'm believing that God is going to bring reconciliation and healing. And you know what? We need to be women of God like that, Brooke. We need to be women of God that the people around us, the people that God has placed in our life, they know, hey, I'm going to be believing God's best in your life. I'm going to be believing for your marriage, for your children. I'm going to be believing the desires of your heart God's going to fulfill and um, I, and I think that's important too. Is that we are we are encouraging one another. We're singing psalms over one another. We're exhorting one another. Yes. And what you what you mentioned, I, I thought of hospitality. You know, the gift of hospitality, and that's the way you can edify the church. Yes. Um, I, I just really that struck my heart when you said that. So good. I I love. I love hosting. So that is spot on. Um, but I, I know too, like when I've been in seasons um, and and maybe someone just sent me a text randomly that's, hey, I'm thinking about you where I've been praying for you. And it's, it's like, it's just the pick me up I needed. It, it's like a kiss from God saying, hey, I see you. You know, they're just being used by God. They're a conduit of God being like, I see you. I hear you you know, you're not, you know, to snap out of it so that again, we don't fall and we stay in that pit. It's so important that if you find yourself in a a trial or tribulation that you're walking, you have to keep walking. You don't run, 
but you're not sleeping. You're not pitching a tent. You're not just lying down. No, you're walking one foot in front of the other minute by minute, day by day, just trusting in the Lord. Brooke, I love also what you shared about how you said to fix your eyes on Jesus. Immediately, I thought about Peter in the boat. When Jesus is on the water and the waters are turbulent and it's going crazy. And Jesus looks at Peter and says, come to me. And Peter has a choice to make. Am I going to sit in the boat or am I going to get out and come to him? Peter makes a choice to get out of the boat and come to him. And we know the story all well. When Peter fixed his eyes on Jesus, dude, he was walking on water. But the minute his eyes went to that turbulent water and the crazy winds, The Bible says he began to sink and Jesus had to pull him out. Now I want to praise God for when we get our eyes off of him, that he is faithful and merciful. And in his grace, he pulls us up. Like David said, that scripture you shared, 40 verse two, he pulls us up out of that pit and he sets our feet on a firm foundation. God is faithful. But if we'll just fix our eyes on the beholder of our life, the creator of our life, the healer of our life, the, the provider of our life, we can walk. On water, we can, uh, the the adversity and turmoil and all of that is under our feet. And that is encouraging to me. Yes, amen. He's always there, you know, Uh, even in the pit of just despair where I'm losing hope. He is always there. And, and, you know, as believers, we have that hope and it, it doesn't go away. Amen. The Bible says when we put our hope in Jesus, it never disappoints. Hope in Jesus does not disappoint. That's right. Yeah. And you know what? I sense that somebody's listening and maybe you're thinking that you have to be cleaned up before God can help. That's a lie from the pit of hell. God wants to come to you in the middle of your mess and he wants to show himself faithful just like he did for Brooke. He want, he came into her life he he sought her out in the middle of her mess and loved her loved her through it the bible says his kindness leads us to repentance not his judgment mm. not his mercy not his his kindness leads us to repentance and so if you're listening today and you feel like you've messed up because you're in a world of sin or you're in a situation where choices you've made weren't that great and you and now you're needing help. I want to encourage you to cry out to Jesus because he wants to come and show himself faithful. He wants to come in and show himself as Jehovah Jireh, your provider, Jehovah Rapha, your healer, Jehovah Nisi, your banner, your victory. He want, God wants to show himself as love. And so I would just encourage you that you don't have to have it all together. You don't have to know God can make anything beautiful. Yes, he can. And, um, and I'm a little broker testimonies of that. Yes. We've, we've had messy, messy, messy lives, but God and his faithfulness came and just met us both where we were at in our brokenness and woundedness and loved us back to wholeness. Amen, Tiffany. Yeah. And the best is yet to come, you know, amen. Amen. I believe that. Well, Brooke, I've been so encouraged by our conversation and your story. And um, before we close, um, I want to give you an opportunity. If there's anything else on your heart, any encouraging words that you want to share with somebody who is dealing with depression or is maybe in a similar situation and God has told them to come off the medication, I want to give you an opportunity to, to speak to that. And then I would love for us to spend some time in prayer. And um, I would just have you open in prayer and then I will close in prayer. So I'm going to give you a few minutes if there's anything else on your heart you want to share before we go into prayer. Sure. Yes. uh, If anyone is going through depression and I mean, I I firsthand know what it's like. I know um, what it's like to be going through life and things are good. And all of a sudden you feel like being in an ocean and a wave comes from behind you and just just covers you you're tossing and turning you can't hear see or think and you're just off your feet it feels like and um 
I just want to encourage you strongly that God, he never leaves. He's never, he's, he's right there with you in it. And um, he truly is the wonderful counselor. And um, I just encourage you to, to trust him as that. And he's an amazing God. And he, he loves us unconditionally. Amen. And um, he doesn't want to keep us there. And I want to read a scripture. First uh, Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen to that. Amen. Amen. I love it, Brooke. Um, I am so thankful that you have just shared your testimony and it just testified of the faithfulness of God. It reminds me of the scripture in Psalms that says, tell of his wondrous deeds among men. And that's what I feel like you've done today. And I'm thankful for that. And um, I would love to go into a time of prayer now to pray for those who are listening, who are in the middle of a mess, whether it's depression, anxiety, worry, stress, um, just crazy circumstances, whatever it may be. I would love to, um, for you to open in prayer and then I'll close in prayer. Okay. Uh, Father, we come to you and just praise you for who you are. God, that you love your creation so much and that what a privilege it is that you can use us. You want to use us as your vessel in your kingdom. And uh, God, you, you work in such mighty ways. And thank you that even though we go through the trials and tribulations in this life, Lord, you bring us closer to you than ever before. And when we go through those times, Lord God, and we get to know you. And Lord, uh, I know that uh, there's a scripture that says, whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Um, And Lord, with that, and then just thank you, God, that I can know you as my counselor and the healer. And um, thank you, Lord, that for this opportunity to share your testimony. I pray it reaches out to so many, God, and gives them hope. If they're believers or non-believers, Lord, I pray that they, they have hope. Greater hope in you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for this opportunity again, God, to just hear Brooke's testimony, God. I thank you for showing yourself faithful in her life, God. I thank you, Lord, for the trust that she has in you. And and God, I, I thank you for everyone listening. And and if you're listening right now and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, you've listened and you're like, you feel a stirring. And it's first of all, it's not coincidence. God is a God of appointed times. And I believe today is the day of your salvation. The Bible says, call in the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. God's heart is that none should perish, but have everlasting life. It's simple. The Bible says that if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you shall be saved. And Jesus came in the form of flesh and he lived a sinless life, a perfect life. And the Bible says that his body was 
beaten beyond recognition. His body was broken. And, and he hung on a cross. He was crucified on a cross. He took upon himself our sins, our bad choices, our sickness and disease. And he hung on a cross and his blood was shed. And he was buried for three days and he rose again. And he's coming back. The Bible says, if you believe that in your heart and you confess it with your mouth, that your name is now written in the Lamb's book of life. So I would encourage you just to cry out to Jesus right now. Let this be the day of your salvation. Say, Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for me, and I give you my life. Rule and reign. Just have a moment with the Lord and sharing with him. And the Bible says that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and that the angels are rejoicing in heaven right now. Right now, they're throwing a party because you made the best decision of your life. You are reconciled to the Father. You will live in, in eternity with, with Jesus, with God, with Holy Spirit, with me and Brooke. And, and so, Father, I thank you for the salvations, God. I thank you for those who said yes to you, God. I thank you, Lord, that those listening to Brooke's testimony will overcome by the blood of Jesus and their own testimony that you will bring them out of depression, just like you did Brooke, Psalm 42, just like you did David, and you'll set their feet on a firm foundation. God, I pray for those people that are clinging to temporary things, that false sense of security, James 1, 13 through 15. God, right now, I ask that they would flee from that sin right now, God, that they would leave it behind and that they would focus on you, God, and they would get out of the boat of the sin and they'd walk on the water to you, Jesus, and that their life would dramatically change. I pray for anyone listening that has felt themselves isolated. God, bring men and women of God to call them, text them, show up on their front door, get them out of that place and bring them to your feet. God, I pray for people who are just struggling, who need to see your hand move, that you would show yourself faithful in their situation that today you would show yourself mighty and strong, that you would quiet them with your love, Zephaniah 317. God, I thank you that you can be trusted. I thank you that your word can be trusted. So Father, I bless everyone listening to my voice right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare victory for the kingdom of God, for your glory, Father, in your son's precious name. In Jesus' name, we say, so let it be. Amen. Amen. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you for giving us your time, sharing your testimony, being real and raw with us. And I just, I just bless you in the name of Jesus. And, and you know what? I, I pray God right now for more opportunities for Brooke to testify God for more, for doors to open for her to share her testimony, God, and that a spirit of boldness would come on her to just share when the opportunity presents itself in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tiffany, so much. It was uh, such a blessing to me. Your blessing. Thank you. Yes. Well, thank you. Well, that will conclude our episode today on testimonies with Tiffany. Remember you do what's possible and let God do what's impossible. Thanks for listening to Testimonies with Tiffany. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review online. To catch all the latest from Tiffany, you can follow her on Instagram at TifferTom, and you can subscribe to her email list to get exclusive updates at TravisAndTiffanyTombry.com. That's all spelled out. <laughs> Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.